The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's oh The mark of fantasy excellence. It's good for a touchdown. You are now tuned in to the Roto experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Good morning and welcome to Roto Experts in the morning. We're live on a Sunday morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Joe Galina and as always I'm joined by my friend, George Kurtz. What's up, George? Good morning, Mr. Galena. What's happy up Sunday, team? man? Happy Sunday. Yeah, happy Sunday. Go to Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> Get some caffeine in you, buddy. Get Red Bull, coffee. What, what's your preference uh, for uh, a little uh, injection of some uh, some caffeine? I don't think I've ever had a Red Bull. No, I really I don't think so. Uh, not, not, certainly not one that I can remember. Uh, right. a little, I know what the can looks like. Uh, so I don't really take any of those things. Uh, I know. I know. When I was back in college, I took uh, what they like no dose or something like that uh, one time, mm-hmm. and they, those things kill your stomach. So that was the last I ever did that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's usually a, a Pepsi. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not really a coffee guy. I don't like. I don't right. like hot drinks because generally. I'm thirsty. I want to drink. I don't right, wanna... right. You, you want to drink it fast, right? You don't right, want to be right. slowed down to... by the a hot beverage. No, I'm not a big fan of hot beverages. Maybe on a mm-hmm. really cold day, if I was outside shoveling uh, snow or something, like, you know, maybe some hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But uh, for me, it's just a uh, – you know, I have a Pepsi here, so uh, with some nice, nice thing of ice here, and uh, that will get me through the day. I'm mostly a coffee guy. Uh, the first time I ever had a Red Bull, like you said, it, it affected my stomach and uh, didn't have one for a few years after that. But then, you know, over the past year, I've had a, a few, and uh, that helps you get a little revved up. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of a coffee guy myself. And, uh, hey, you might need some some hot beverages because uh, here in the Northeast, uh, winter's trying to hang on. We're getting some uh, snow uh, tonight here in, in the, the New York area. So, But uh, our uh, eyes and then hearts are into into baseball right now right i mean uh, let it snow let it snow let it snow but we'll uh we'll do our drafts we'll do our draft preparation and get ready for the baseball season but then on the other hand uh, we'll talk uh, about a little bit the uh, nfl combine i'll try to do that in the second hour of the show uh take a look at the uh, the major happenings there as well uh but we'll uh, get some uh we started to do the uh, second base position, uh, breaking that down last week. We'll finish that off, uh, move on to, to shortstop, maybe some, some fantasy uh, baseball strategy, drafting strategy as well, uh, get to the headlines as well. So we've uh, got a, a fun and uh, action-packed show for you today. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll start. Uh, probably won't spend too much time on it because, you know, a lot has been said about it already. But obviously uh, the big, big news of the week in terms of in the baseball world is uh, Bryce Harper finally off the market, uh, signs a 13-year deal for $330 million. Um, that's uh, a little over $25 million per year. Uh, no opt-outs on this, uh, on this contract. So uh, 
that's that's an interesting uh, feature. Um, and uh, you know, there was talk about you know, well, maybe he really doesn't want to play in Philadelphia, or whatnot. But uh, I mean, with with a no opt out on a 13 year deal, uh, you know, <laughs> he could lay that to rest. A uh, full no trade. He has a full no trade, so he controls. Uh, you know, if if the Phils ever uh, think about uh, moving him. But uh, hey, look, you know, he'll be 39 years old by the end of this contract, and who knows? Uh, you know. Uh, Maybe in a few years, uh, they'll uh, have some rule changes, have a universal DH. So maybe, you know, when he's 35 years old, they're not playing the best right field. You know, he'll still be uh, uh, a plus in that uh, Phillies lineup as a DH. <laughs> yeah, everything you said is correct. Uh, I mean, the, the no opt-out thing is weird in this day and age. Uh, to get We get different reports here. Well, you know, half say, uh, well, he didn't want any because he really wants to stay in Philly. But why, even if you believe that right now, why would you want an opt-out anyway? Right. I agree right. with I mean, you. you know, it's, right, three, four years down the line, you could just decline it. Nope, good. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah. Least, but if you hate it, at least now you're protected. Mm-hmm. No one's saying you have to leave to go for more money. If Harper, like I said, if Harper truly believes that he didn't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to go anywhere. I, maybe he doesn't like the free agent process. Maybe he hasn't liked the fact that the past year people have been, where are you going? Where are you going to sign? Who are you going to play with? Yeah. Maybe he really, 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 really doesn't like that. And I can understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody wants to go that. But then why not take the opt-out anyway, just in the case you really, really, really hate Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so I don't understand why you wouldn't do that anyway. Uh, so Unless... that, I found that strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was... Uh, why the extra thirty million for three extra years? Yeah, that's not a lot in this mm-hmm. day and age. That's you know, two. What is it? Two point two five million a year for the extra three years more than Manny got. Sure, the uh, the contract's bigger than Manny's, but you're you're playing three extra years. Why not the ten three hundred? I just found that strange, weird for that mm-hmm. uh, that he stood there. Uh, why you would take that much less? Making twenty five million a year is not the biggest contract ever. Right. I mean, Nolan Arenado, who signed a couple of days later, is making much more as far as an AAV. His AAV mm-hmm. comes up to $33 million. So, yeah, it just made me wonder a lot of these things here. Uh, as I said, he's never going to spend all this money anyway. So, none, really, in that, that, in that way, it doesn't matter as far mm-hmm. as the AAV. I guess if he, doesn't, if he knows it, he doesn't care. But the opt-out thing I found very strange. I don't know why you wouldn't want to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems that uh, he, you know agent Scott Boris uh, and Harper. Uh, it seems like, and we don't know what's in their heads, uh, wanted to get that that large number, the three hundred thirty million dollars. So maybe maybe the Phil said, "Hey, you know, you want that large number? You got to give us a little something too. Uh, you know, throw throw the uh, the the opt out thing out the window." So, and uh, you know, the twenty five million per year. You know, it, it's uh, you know relatively <laughs> crazy to say this, but relatively uh, you know economical in this uh, day and age, right? But who knows? Maybe it gives him an opportunity to uh, go after Trout in a couple of years, man. And then you see uh, Harper worth $330 million. Uh, What's, you know, what's Trout going Trout to be worth in two years, right? Well, if you believe in war, uh, I mean, listen, he's not going to get this amount, but war will tell you that Trout is worth double. Mm-hmm. That he is the, twice the player of Harper and uh, every child for that replacement, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And he's not. Listen, he's not going to get six hundred plus million. He's not. not. Well, but uh, not. <laughs> I know there, there's some uh, rumors going around that the uh, Angels are thinking about offering uh, Trout ten years, three fifty. And right, uh, right, I think he, right. Keith Floor, uh, uh, former uh, assistant GM for the Blue Jays and now a professional scout, he, he just wrote uh, on, on Twitter when he heard about this. He goes, "Oh, isn't that nice of them?" That's his way of saying, yeah, the 350, it starts at 350. It right, might end right. at 450. You right. know, he's, he's not a free agent for two years. They can offer him whatever he wants. If Trout wants to go to free agency, he's making 400 plus. And that'll mm-hmm. be, I imagine, Philadelphia or the Yankees. That's the mm-hmm. only two themes I, I can think of. And, uh, you know, as I talked with Cam yesterday, you know, you and I are Yankee fans. I don't think he'll be going to the Yankees. Only because he's two years from free agency. Judge will need a big contract by then. That's you know once not not in Troutland, but it's over, it's over three hundred million. Stanton's already in the middle of his contract. He'll still be a Yankee, and they just mm-hmm. signed Aaron Hicks to seven years, seventy million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Trout's a better player than all of them, so I'm not saying yes. that. But where's mm-hmm. where's he going to play? Are you going to move Stanton to DH? Because that's the only way you open up room for Trout. Right. That's the it's the only way. So uh, and do the Yankees want to pay another that another big contract? Big contract to Judge. Big contract to Stanton. Torres is going to need a big contract. Uh, not, I'm once again, I, I don't think it's 300 million land. We'll see how he develops. But he's going to need a big contract when he's up. If Andrew mm-hmm. Hall keeps developing, that's a big contract. 
You know, so that's what the Yankees have to worry about here. They have they have other guys they got to pay too. You can't right. pay five guys two hundred million, two hundred plus million. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not going to happen here. Not under Hal Steinbrenner. Right. You know, obviously, Hal has a budget here, so uh, it may end up being Philadelphia or bust. Philadelphia has money. They have money. They could go Harper for three thirty, and they could easily uh, go Trout, you know, four hundred, and they could still make it. The Keith Lord also points out, and this is very true, you know, outside of the Athletics and the Rays. Every team in baseball could have signed Machado and Harper and still made money. All mm-hmm. right, baseball's booming. The only teams print money. The only difference is how much money do you want to make? Obviously, you'd make less if you had Harper and Machado, but they all can do it. It's just that some of these owners, all they care about is making money. They don't care right. about winning. Winning's, not, winning's secondary. This is a business. They want to make money first, and then they worry about winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a business. You're right. And, and that was like one of the questions I was going to ask you. In this day and age, is is any free agent really off limits to, to any team these days? You know, like you said, uh, baseball uh, is in a good place. The, you know, there's a revenue sharing. The game is making money. I mean, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that the Padres were able to sign a Machado. You know, it just shows you that, you know, uh, the, the quote unquote uh, small market teams, you know, still have funds available to pursue the top talent, talent in baseball. And, you know, pretty much didn't believe it when it came out. But even after Machado was signed, uh, the Supposedly the Padres weren't totally out. They still had a discussion about, well, you know, do you think we could, you know, pursue Harper? But uh, hey, you know, the Harper uh, turned down a, a shorter term. I think the the Dodgers offered him uh, forty five million per. Was it like a, I think a three or four year deal that, that they offered? So uh, I guess uh, when you look at Harper, he, he wanted the uh, the long term deal. He wanted the consistency. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe this whole uh, free agent process got to him. Maybe he, you know, he. Just wants to be in one place, and hey, look, you know, it's, it's a great hitters park. It's it's a good situation to be in. Uh, you know, that you look at this Phillies team, right? You know, he, he's pencil him in in right field. You got uh, looking at the the infield, the Reese Hoskins uh, was going possibly there for for many years. Uh, they traded for Gene Segura, very nice shortstop. Uh, Caesar Hernandez uh, went down with a, uh, a hip strain. Right, he was uh, penciled in as a second baseman. If he can't go, uh, Scott Kingery, who the Phillies really believe in, they signed him for a long-term deal. He was uh, going to be battling uh, Michael Franco for the third base job, but maybe now he slips into the second base spot if Hernandez isn't ready for the um, for opening day. But uh, what do you think about this this team in general? What does Harper do for this team? I'll tell you, one guy that I think it really knocks down a little bit is Nick Williams. Now, Nick Williams was a guy that if they hadn't signed Harper, uh, I believe he was going to be their starting right fielder. I was going to target him very late in drafts and maybe uh, thinking that maybe he could push for maybe 20 home runs uh, for a season. But uh, I think he, you know, his value is really taking a hit. Well, yeah, because he may not play. Right. That's taking a hit. You think? Yeah. <laughs> that that's not that's not good. I mean, you said it. This is this is. Who, I mean, I don't want to say who cares. Nick Williams. Uh, you mentioned you were targeting him late in drafts. Fine. You know, he was guy who had who had some upside. You yeah. Know, but he's not a guy who's like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy's not going to play. Right. Even right. you already had your drafts and you drafted Nick Williams. He should be a guy. Once again, you just lost your twenty second round pick. All right. No one's going to feel bad for you. You'll survive that. This is not a first round pick going down. Where I said, "Oh my God, I don't have this guy now. I drafted him third right. overall. All right, you you should be fine. No one's gonna be uh, crying for you." So, uh, you know, we, I've been saying it for months. They were always going to land Harper or Machado. You know, you right. heard the owner come out and say, "What November? That he's got silly money, and he was mm-hmm. going to spend it." Which good for him, by the way. Good for good for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Look what they've done. I mean, look what they've done. They traded for Romuto. You know, and that yes. maybe I didn't the best, even mention him. Yes, mm-hmm. maybe the best catcher in baseball. Trade for Segura. Certainly a, a good shortstop. You sign McCutcheon. All right, granted, he's on the the back end of his career. A nice you know, veteran. Uh, mm-hmm. But a, a nice veteran. No, I think that's a nice mm-hmm. veteran. But a nice veteran. Someone who can mm-hmm. play. Uh, obviously, he just signed uh, Harper. You signed David Robertson, who as of right now is your closer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still some noise here that they're discussing. Kimbrell. Yes. And or Keichel. But uh, they've also come out and said either, if either one of those two come to Philadelphia, it would have to be on as a – uh, a short-term contract. It's not mm-hmm. going to be six, seven years. It'll be two, three years. You know, we'll see how that works out there. We're also hearing Kimball, by the way, going to the Braves over Nationals. So the National League. National League Please is not the Nationals. Please not the Nationals. I drafted Sean Doolittle in my uh, TGFBI, you know, and I thought it was a safe pick. Come on. 
Go to I the Braves. I drafted Doolittle as well in series. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I, I ended up with a lot of closes in the Series XM Invitational the other night. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to talk about that with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, I think I, I might. Actually, now that I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'll look at that team. But anyway, uh, really, it's their rotation that worries me the most. I mean, we all like Nola. Arietta mm-hmm. is not the pitcher he used to be. Pavetta, mm-hmm. Velasquez. It's nice, but that's where their weakness seems to lie here. Their yes. bullpen. Robertson, Sir Anthony Dominguez, uh, Hector Neeris. You know, that's Nishek, Nicasio. Yeah. That's a good bullpen. It's a good sound of bullpen. Will Craig Kimball help? Of course. With a Hall of Fame uh, close, of course he'd help there. But uh, I think they could use Keiko more. Even though I don't really, I'm not a big fan of Keiko, especially in that ballpark could be a mistake. Mm-hmm. But I think they they could use a starting pitcher more here. But you have to like what the Philadelphia Phillies have done. Listen, the Mets have made moves. The yeah. Nationals, they may, Nationals may have lost Harper, but they, you know, they signed Corbin, $140 million mm-hmm. contract. You know, they've made some moves as well. The Braves have signed Donaldson. Uh, really, that's pretty much all they've done. But the National League East is going to be uh, the division to watch in baseball this season. Actually, it's the National League that'll be the, the, the league to watch because the National League Central is a bear too with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. Brewers, and Cubs. That'll be fun to watch as well. But this National League East, all these teams are going to be uh, killing each other. And the poor, poor. Miami Marlins. <laughs> I mean, what, what's their over under, Joe? 55? <laughs> would, would 48 wins surprise anybody? Can you name uh, three Miami Marlins? How about that? Uh, uh, last name Anderson. Uh, Alfaro? Right? Isn't it? Alfaro, yes. Alfaro. Almost drafted him uh, the other day. <laughs> yeah. I, he, he, I'm thinking about drafting him in TGFBI. Who's the third one? Uh, the guy they traded from the outfielder from uh, the Brewers, right? Brinson? A couple former Yankees. Yes, yeah, Brinson's yeah. Is there. Yeah, yeah. Stalin Castro. Yankees. Stalin Castro. There you go. <laughs> yeah, There's like four former Yankees, man. Neil Walker, <laughs> Curtis Granson, Peter O'Brien. Yeah. What a team! What a team! We'll be back with more fantasy baseball. Roto Experts in the morning. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Got to wake you up a little bit there, uh, George. Good Welcome tune. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Roto experts in the morning. Joe Galena and George Kurtz. And producer extraordinaire Sean Angle hanging out with us, keeping us flying straight. I think, uh, George, uh, that uh, Sean uh, saw you need a little pick-me-up and, uh, and brought us back with that. So kudos to Sean. Keeping his finger on the pulse here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So uh, we were just talking a little uh, Harper. Uh, other big news this week. Uh, Salvador Perez uh, expected to undergo Tommy John surgery next week. Uh, and he's obviously going to miss uh, the 2019 season. Uh, you look at Salvador Perez, uh, number three in ADP in NFBC leagues. And uh, takes a, a position that's already a disaster in fantasy, the catcher position, and that just kills it a little bit more. I mean, you look at the NFBC uh, ADPs, you mentioned uh, JT Riomuto being traded uh, to the Phillies. Uh, he's number one in terms of ADP. And, and number two, Gary Sanchez. Number three, Salvador Perez. Wilson Ramos from the Mets, number four. And Yasmani Grandel, uh, Milwaukee Brewers, uh, rounds out your top five in NFBC ADP. Yeah, I mean, where do I start here? I, I hate catchers. I hate them. Yeah. Uh, I am firmly of the belief, I mean, we should, hey, it should be a one-catcher league. I'm not saying eliminate the position. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, you know, I'm not being Jake Seeley with kickers here in football and let's get rid of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I agree, I agree with that as well. But uh, I think catchers need to, need to go, uh, need to be cut down to one. 
It's ridiculous. All right. Now, the first thing I did when I heard about this injury is uh, I actually had three drafts this week, and I knew I drafted Salvador Perez in one of these leagues. But mm-hmm. I also knew that one of these leagues was a mock. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh God. Okay, good. Hopefully you know, it was the that you drafted. Him. Please. <laughs> right? First thing, I, I checked the serious one. I'm like, nope, that, that one I got Grandel. Okay, I knew I got uh-huh. uh, Grandel this in, in like round 12. So I'm like, Is that right, a real league good. or a mock, the serious one? No, that's that's a real league. That, okay. that one counts. Mm-hmm. I only Plays did one out. mock. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ended up being, yes, I did, I did get lucky. I did draft Salvador mm-hmm. Perez. It was the mock. Uh, so I was like, nice. yes, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, it worked out well for me. Not, not for other people. Not for other people. I mean, uh, it's it's a blow. I hate catchers. I've said it everywhere for years now. You know, they get hurt. They only play one day. uh, They get one day off a week, so you can automatically lose twenty six games for them. You know, it's just uh, it's 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 brutal. It's just brutal. You know, they hit with bullets. They get hit with bats. They still get hit with runners. They have to crouch a gazillion times in the heat of the summer. It takes a toll on the body. I can't spend a top pick on it. And by top pick, I mean first five, six, seven rounds. I'm not spending on a catcher. I'm just not doing it. The only uh, reason I ended up with Grandel in the, in the serious league was because, A, he lasted a while, and, B, I needed power. And it just uh, mm-hmm. it made sense there to, to go out grab him when he was available. He, I needed power. He's going to hit 25 to 30 home runs, I believe, in that band box in Milwaukee. So I like the player. But uh, I don't, I don't, and it's not like I hate the, uh, the, uh, the person. I just hate the position. It's hard mm-hmm. to, for me to get value, hard for anybody to get value out of catcher. You, know, you drafted Gary Sanchez early last year. You got bum-crushed. Yeah, you know, Posey crushed. Yeah, you know, there's just there's not enough catches to go around. You just named the catchers. There's like five or six of them. That's it. Mm-hmm. After that's like, ugh, who cares? Uh, and that, that seriously, I don't even know who my second catcher is. It might be. In, it's probably nobody, because once again, there aren't 24 catches to go around. If you're in a 15 team league, God bless you. You're in an only league. Yeah, good luck. You know, they just there aren't enough to go around to get one for every team, more or less two. So the second mm-hmm. catcher, I just tend to ignore and just hope. You know, either I'm just you know, praying that this guy plays well, or I'm taking somebody, maybe a top prospect, you know, who could get called up. I should have taken Alfaro in that league. You know, I wanted to, and for some reason I didn't pull the trigger there. Maybe I have Miami bias because of how bad a team they're going to be. But Alfaro is a player I should have pulled the trigger on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, in that uh, TGFBI league. Uh, that was formed by uh, Justin Mason, and we're in. It's a 15-team league. Uh, Salvador Perez went with the first pick in round nine. Uh, we're in round 19, and I still haven't chosen. It's a two-catcher league. I haven't taken a catcher yet. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Chirinos, believe it or not, because you know he's with the Astros, and I'm looking, you know, in Astros uh, where, where the, I forget the name of their stadium. Is it Minute Maid Park? I believe he's batting like 257 for his career and it looks like he's capable of hitting like upper teens home runs you know so I'm thinking about him and uh, Williams uh, Astido is that his name um, let's see well, I would take Chirinos. So I think that's pretty decent. Yeah, uh, but I'm talking about the second one yeah yeah Williams Astido uh, as no, a, well, the second uh, one's not going to matter I know just, it's almost just like good you just want to punt the, the position and whatnot. but uh, that's basically I what I've mind. done in round, yeah, in round 19 so, uh, yeah, catchers is tough. That, that's the bottom line is catchers is tough. Mm-hmm. All right, no matter who you get, I said, I don't want to spend around seven pick to get, you know, Sanchez. Well, you don't make it earlier than that. I think in the draft on series, he went second round, 19th right. overall, which I think is psychotic, yeah. by the way. Just I mean, nuts. I wouldn't mind uh, Francisco Cervelli as well. Ah, you know? I wanted him as well because he, he sort of protects yeah. average, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's, he's good enough. I, I would have taken Cervelli. He actually went, uh, yeah. Uh, before me, because so I did look at him yeah. as well. Uh, Austin yeah, Romine, not... you know, if, if, you, if uh, Sanchez is going to get hurt again, he's another guy who's mm-hmm. not, hit, what, 14, 16 home runs last year. Right, right, yeah, I would, right. I would take that as well. What do you think about Francisco Mejia from San Diego? You think he gets enough playing time? I mean, uh, what? who's there starting right now? It's uh, Austin Hedges, I think, right? Correct. But Mejia, big-time w- uh, prospect. With him, you, you already said it. Does he get enough playing time? That's the only question. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he, I'm fine. As a second catcher, once again, I'm fine with him. I'm fine because once again, he has upside. He has a lot of upside. So I'm fine with uh, with uh, Mejia, Alfaro. Those are two guys I, w- I was looking at. Like I said I should have pulled the uh, the trigger on Alfaro and Mejia I missed out on. Mm-hmm. Tucker Barnhart, maybe. Maybe. Eight catchers. Eight. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, man. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, so just as we fade off the catches for now, what is your uh, anticipation for Sanchez for this year, Gary Sanchez? 
at one point thought of as you know when, when they talked about Judge and and whatnot and you know the young Yankee hitters. Some people said you know he was the best pure hitter you know skill set wise around. But man, when you look at what he's done the past couple of years. Uh, sometimes he just looks lost at the plate. Do you see, uh, you expect some kind of a rebound from Gary Sanchez this year? Yeah, I do. Uh, and I, listen, he was hurt last year. I think that played a part in it. I also think what played a part in it, and I said this early on, I think he got too much uh, Judge Stanton envy. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is he saw how far they were hitting the ball. You know, and, uh, and he sort of went into uh, pull, ha- pull mode where he mm-hmm. wanted to hit just as far as they could. You know, that's what I mean by Judge Stanton envy. Where he wasn't using the whole field anymore. If you saw, you watched the Yankee games last year. He wasn't using right field anymore. Listen, a home run, whether it goes 315 feet down the right field line or 500 feet to left center, counts the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think he has to realize that again. Don't be afraid to go to right field. Judge Stanton do all the time. And you use that short porch there. Use right field. They're going to they're pitch outside anyway because they don't want you pulling the ball. So go with it. I think he got a little bit too much pull happy last year, wanting to hit the ball, wanting to show that he could hit the ball as far as them. You know, he won that uh, the home run derby. In 17, so I think that played a part in it as well. That he, oh, you know what? They're only talking about Judge and Stanton. I, you know, I think his ego, ego, mm-hmm. I think played a part in it here. So I think he does rebound. I said the injury, I'm sure had its uh, had its toll too, shoulder injury, so that might change your swing as well. I do think I think he guesses up there a lot. You know, I think so does Stanton. By the way, they both guess, mm-hmm. and that's why sometimes you see them wave at the slider or the curve or go outside because they're guessing fastball or they don't read the pitch very well. But I I do expect a rebound here. I don't know if he's going to hit 40 home runs. But my guess is if he stays healthy, you know, and he does play 120 games, 130 games this season, that you're going to see, fantasy-wise, he'll pay off for you because he'll hit 30 mm-hmm. home runs. I mean, would it shock anybody if uh, Judge, Stanton, and Sanchez hit 120 home runs between the three? I doubt it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you think a, a 250 batting average at least is, is doable for him this year? He's a better hitter than that. I mean, really, he's I know, a better hitter I know, than but, that. I know, but you're almost – I agree with it, but you're almost after, – after what you've seen the past couple of years, you'd you, yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a 250 average should be easily in his <laughs> wheelhouse. I mean, easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's someone in a – he's not going to be a bargain because catchers suck so bad that even mm. after the year he had – He's still, you know, top three, top four catches because there's just no one else out there to pass him. So he's still going to go where, uh, probably, I guess, where he should go in drafts. But he's someone mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, this is somebody else in a normal position, probably falls three, four rounds uh, later than what he should. So it's funny how catcher works out like that. Yeah. There just aren't enough there. Yeah, I think he rebounds fine. I think he'll uh, okay. maybe not quite. I don't think this year will be his best season ever, but he'll be fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be complaining about Sanchez after this year. I think he's learned his lesson from last year. What we'll be complaining about is probably his defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, we'll be bitching about that. And that does oh, yeah. come into effect in fantasy because, you know, he's, he had 18 pass balls last year. He was hurt a mm-hmm. lot, and he had 18 pass balls. And that, yes. that's, that's god-awful. God-awful. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. That he has that And you and I watch here. Yankee games, and it was god-awful to watch on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I'm a believer when it comes to Sanchez, as far as the pass balls are concerned, that the Yankees need to stop setting him up. And what I mean is stop putting him on the outside corner, you know, to frame a pitch or on the inside corner. He's not fluent enough when the Yankees miss that target by three feet. And they miss it a lot. The Yankees mm-hmm. have a lot of guys who throw 95 plus. So they are a, t- a hard team to catch. And so if you're setting up on the outside corner, people don't realize, you know, if you've got a, if they, if they miss that target completely and they throw it on the inside corner, that's two feet on a ball moving 98 miles an hour. It mm-hmm. doesn't give you much reaction time. Don't get me wrong. He should catch the damn thing. But it's still tough, you know, where the, I don't think, so I don't think the Yankees should do that anymore. I think he should, they should tell him, hey, play in the middle of the plate and set it up with your glove from there. It's where you can, you'll be a little bit closer where the ball might end up. So that, that'd be, that's my belief here. I think the way the Yankees set him up, except it shouldn't be that way. More, more catches, most catches would, wouldn't have a problem. Or they, may, they might be difficult, but they would still catch the ball. With Sanchez, that seems to be a problem. I think he's too, uh, I mean, too muscular, just not a fluid guy. Just not mm-hmm. a fluid guy behind the plate here. Uh, so that would be my, DH, uh, my one suggestion. Yeah. I hope not. Me too. I hope but, not. Uh, that's, that's where but, we're But uh, the eye test seems to say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, was I crazy to say, hey, you know, once uh, the Indians dangled uh, Corey Kluber out there that, uh, you know, why not uh, put, uh, you know, Sanchez on the block? I mean, you, you mentioned that A.J. Romine uh, 
much better defensive catcher, right? And uh, you know, I think the Yankees could have could have they needed pitching. <laughs> I don't know. That was just me. It's Austin Romine, so uh, you know that's why whatever. The guy's name AJ Austin. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe think his mother's listening. <laughs> one thing I I might have done here is uh, I might have uh, put up Sanchez and something else for Romuto. Mm-hmm. Only because Romuto is the better overall catcher. But one thing I'm worried about as far as the Yankees are concerned is, my God, are they right-handed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially without Didi Gregorius, who's gone till about July. You know, they are all right-handed. It's why I think Greg Bird is going to be given every chance to win that first base job mm-hmm. because it's really just him and Hicks as far as left-handed batters here. So uh, I think it'll be very interesting uh, to see how that works out. So I, I, I said I, I wouldn't have minded talking to Derek Jeter and the Marlins about Romuto back then and offering Sanchez. It did come up, by the way, that maybe he was offered. Maybe he wasn't. Cashman denied it, but if, of course he's going to deny it because you know, they didn't get the deal done. So uh, I do wonder if the Yankees would have gone that direction. Did not hear his name mentioned as far as Kluber's concerned, but you're right. That would have made mm-hmm. sense, too. Once again, yeah, the Yankees yeah. need pitching. So yes. that would have made sense as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Let's talk about the Braves for a second. Uh, Mike Fultonevich, uh, elbow soreness. Uh, so Who doesn't status. have elbow soreness or shoulder soreness exactly. on that team? Right. Uh, A.J. Minter as well, right? So uh, does that make uh, Vizcayeno, uh the favorite there to uh, route his uh, Vizcayeno, the favorite to be the closer? Of course, uh, you, you mentioned earlier Kimbrell, uh, Craig Kimbrell, a rumor to be on their radar as well. So, you know, at this stage, what's it looking like over there? Well, they don't have much left in pitching. I mean, uh, Gossman's mm-hmm. also day-to-day. He's not going to make the opening uh, deadline. They've already said that. Uh, mm-hmm. So they've got some uh, issues as far as uh, hopefully normal spring training stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Fulte's a, a popular pitcher here, so we're certainly hoping he's not, uh, you know, really banged up severely. You know, we know he didn't start yesterday due to the elbow soreness. They're telling us it's more day-to-day. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see. Really, you, you don't know. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. You're hoping it's nothing big here, but apparently it's not anything like a UCL. That's what you'll worry about. Sure. UCL means Tommy John. So uh, it seems to not be that, you know, and that's a good thing. I think if I'm drafting, this is really what it comes down to, if I'm drafting – Today, tomorrow, this week, I might drop Fulte a round or two, but he's not off my board yet. Soroka mm-hmm. probably is. You know, if you like Kevin Gaussman, uh, I mean, he's a, more of a late pick anyway. He's got a shoulder uh, issue here. Um, what about Sean yeah. Newcomb? A little Newcomb, wild, but he, he doesn't but have an injury, so uh, I'm yeah. not really worried about him injury wise. But Gaussman's yeah. somebody, like I said, he's, and he's an SP5, SP6. Uh, Sean mm-hmm. Newcomb, that's a, he's one guy who doesn't have an injury, not yet for them. So mm-hmm. I guess that once again, I'm okay with grabbing him. I don't think his value has changed. I'm not in love with the man. He's mm-hmm. an SP, once again, SP3, SP4 in the yep. rotation. So uh, I'm okay there. I think the Braves could have used a starter as well. You know, they could have been in on Dallas Keuchel as well as uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I wonder. With all these teams now, the Mets, Phillies, Nationals, uh, Braves, you know, they're all making moves. And I wonder if they're all going to play off the moves. Oh, oh, Phillies signed Harper. All right, well, mm-hmm. how can we come, come back? Maybe we got to get Kimbrough. Maybe we got to get Keigel. You know, add to our rotation. There's no more bats out there. You know, so I wonder if that plays a part in this as well here. So uh, I think it's interesting how this works out. Um, I, when it comes to the Braves, I, I love their, uh, their farm system. They have a deep, deep system. And they've got uh, prospects up the wazoo here. Gohara's another guy we haven't talked about. He's, uh, yes, he's also yeah. backed up, actually. You know, they got mm-hmm. uh, Riley at third base. Ian Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. to Swan. These are all guys, top prospects that are coming up. Yes. Yeah, maybe not ready this year. Maybe more next year. Tukey but still. Needs to be ready. <laughs> you know, they're a team where they need a pitcher during the season and a top pitcher comes on the market. Let's say Kluber. The Indians fall out of it for some reason. And Kluber, they're going to trade Kluber. I expect mm-hmm. the Braves to be interested. Yeah. Ended up uh, picking up Newcomb in the uh, TGFBI League uh, last night. Uh, it's a slow draft, and uh, picked him up in the 18th round. And I just noticed that, that you know, according to ADP, which is really it's an average, an average, right? So you an average draft position, but uh, he should have went in the 14th round. And you know, I, I kind of was hesitant on him because I I don't like his wildness, but uh, you know he. Decent strikeout pitcher, so I'm just hoping that he could, uh, you know, find his way this year and uh, maybe, uh, you know, live up to, you know, 
because I, I feel like I got him at a slight bargain, but we'll see. Hey, uh, we were talking uh, Vizcayeno, Minter, whatever, but uh, another closer I want to ask you about in terms of, you know, because it came into, uh, you know, my, my draft. Who's going to be the closer for the Red Sox? It looks like Matt Barnes supposedly seems to be the favorite, right? But uh, what are the chances that Ryan Brazier could be in the mix as well? I mean, is there, have you heard anything? I know you're the closer guru. We might have to talk about this on the way back, but uh, uh, does it look like the Red Sox are, have made a decision yet? Or what are you seeing out there? No, Sox have made it. It's, you know, that'll be determined during spring training. Those are the two candidates, either Vergier mm-hmm. or uh, or Barnes here. Weird that they just uh, have let Kimball go and then they don't seem to be looking back at all. Could be lying to get his price down here. Mm-hmm. But that's a strange situation there. They're a team, former World, World, defending World Series champions, don't really have a closer. Yeah. All right, we'll come back, talk more fantasy baseball. You listen to Rotor Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto experts in the morning, juggling at George Kurtz. Short angle producing our show, keeping us flying straight. And the who asking us who we are, who am I? Question for the ages. That uh, it's tough to answer there, George. Uh, you know, who are you? Yeah, you let that song go a little bit. They're going to ask it a little bit more uh, vulgarity as to who, <laughs> are, who are you. A little uh, bomb thrown in there, right? <laughs> uh, it's my, 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 maybe my favorite song here, actually. Actually, on my phone when uh, someone calls me, because who are you? Why are you uh-huh. that's, oh, that's good. I like that. That's inventive. <laughs> I, I, I try. You know, I try and please. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you call me the so, ring back, you'll hear is who can it be now? Uh, okay, that, that shows you're an 80s guy. Uh, what's the name of that uh, Australian band, right? Uh, Men at Work. Can it be now? Uh, Men at Work. There you go. Uh, have a Vegemite sandwich, sit back, and, and listen to them. What the hell is a Vegemite sandwich, by the way? <laughs> Some kind of food that I guess that Australians eat. I guess I'm yeah, gonna, it, it is. Make, uh, I actually, I actually looked yeah. it up a uh, long time. I still don't know what, what it is. Couldn't tell you what it's made uh-huh. of. But I guess it's some, some kind of vegetable mix is my guess. Vegemite. And mites? Vegetables and mites? Sound good? Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. like PB&J. Yeah, right? It's like the PB&J in... Uh, so let's see. I, I, you're making me look this up here. Vegemite. It's a thick black Australian food spread made from leftover brewer's yeast extract with various vegetables and spice additives. So there you go. Yeah, I'm not eating that. <laughs> so maybe that, it's that the... That does uh, not sound good. <laughs> the Australian equivalent of mayonnaise, maybe? <laughs> I don't know what it sandwiches. is. I'm not eating it. I'm not big on mayonnaise either, spread. by the way, but uh, no. that don't sound good whatsoever. Uh, leftover... Yeah. Uh, no, no. You know, I've never had a PB&J. No, that's impossible. Uh, as far as I know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big jelly person. Don't hate it. Uh-huh. Not really. A, uh-huh. I don't mind peanut butter, but not a big peanut butter person either. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I've never had a PB and J. I don't think I've ever made it for my kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have. Wow. I don't remember offhand. Well, my one daughter has right. a uh, has a peanut allergy, so I'm certainly not making it for her. I, I would hope you didn't, right? <laughs> it's not yeah. a major allergy. I know so many people who just you know if they smell it, they uh, have problems. No, she yeah, has yeah, eat. it's a serious thing. Uh, mm-hmm. No, not it's not 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 quite that serious for her. But she has, mm-hmm. if she eats it, she'll have issues, but not uh, right, right. not smells it or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I don't think uh, even with my oldest, I don't remember making her one. I'd, I'd have to ask as a chance because I knew I made her some jelly sandwiches. I just don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever put peanut butter on with it so uh i don't think so we do have peanut butter in the house at least we did 
But, but I don't know. <laughs> but Bob, I said, I'm pretty sure I haven't eaten it. At some point, we did have to check the expiration date. <laughs> we did have peanut butter in that. Do you ever go through your closets and check the expiration dates on things? We've had to do that because my wife every once in a while, and yeah, never, ever, yeah, them. yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm like, hey, honey, uh, it's 2015. I think I could throw this out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm afraid the same way. What do you think, hon? Four years? Yeah. No, this is not a nuclear shelter here. And God knows what's in the back of our freezer, too, because every once in a while you need to do that as well, right? Get rid of the uh, the old stuff there. But uh, fun times. Fun times in the Kurtz. <laughs> fun times in the Kurtz and Galena household throwing out stuff from 2013 and 2015. Uh, <laughs> maybe just trying to kill me. Eh, I don't think so. Uh, by the way, happy anniversary, right? 18 years? No, no thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 18 yeah. years. Yeah, Tuesday will be 25 for me, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if I make it, right? Yeah, she's got a couple of days. She's got a couple of days. <laughs> she's got to, to reconsider. <laughs> what the hell am I doing 25 years. Here? It's not over yet. Yeah, that's why I look the way I do. My God. <laughs> it's taking its toll, man. It's what what its is 25 toll. years? Is that the, the diamond or is that, well, you know what, silver, uh, what maybe? that is? It might be silver. silver. I don't know. Silver anniversary? Yeah. Could be. I, I, I used to know these things. I, now I don't. I just say it's a lot. It's a long time. That's all. <laughs> too long. <laughs> it's, wow. it's too long. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, Miss Galena's no, no. not listening. Uh, she just listened to every show I did, every minute of broadcast, and no more. So I can say what that, whatever the heck I want. So we'll see. Yeah, she, she wanted the J Lo tickets, uh, Jennifer Lopez tickets. So, so uh, I was thinking. Uh, I, I know J Lo is Joe. Thanks. Okay, I'm not well, quite that. I don't know. I know. I know you're a little out of it. Come on, a little. You've you've admitted that you're a little out of it. But I'm looking at freaking <laughs> ticket prices because you know, thinking maybe uh, we live in Staten Island. Maybe uh, traveling uh, down to Philadelphia, seeing her there. Uh, at the cheapest tickets, like. 300 bucks and then if, let's say if i want to get one for maybe 150 i'm sitting like in the last row uh the furthest seat away from the stage so i'm gonna end up having to watch the video feed anyway you know so it's like i might as well watch this concert from home <laughs> you know, if i'm gonna be watching the are video you feed. surprised <laughs> that the prices are high i'm just angry you know i'm not surprised i'm just pissed off <laughs> yeah it is it, it is annoying but uh I'm not saying, I, I would, i'd be shocked if it wasn't high you know, that's something yeah, like, yeah. oh, you want to go? Nice. Well, we'll just take out a second mortgage. Yeah, or I'll just get you a piece of jewelry or something, right? That'd be cheaper than getting J-Lo tickets. <laughs> I don't know. Not so, that I've hey, uh, seen J-Lo, but once yeah. again, I'm not surprised the tickets are high. Yeah. And then she got, uh, what's his name, uh, A-Rod tagging along with her, who I can't stand as well. But, oh, yeah, I forgot she's dating him. Yeah, yeah. He's at the Oscars with her. He's here. He's there. Uh, Cut it out. Cut it out. Well, anyway, right. so uh, next hour we'll talk some football. Have you been uh, watching uh, some of the Combine? I know – I bet you it's been on TV in the background while you're doing your writing and all this other jazz that you do as well. I know that you keep the TV on 24-7. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on, but uh, the com- the Combine is idiotic. I mean, listen, we love football, <laughs> so we watch. But it's the underwear well, Olympics, boys and girls. It doesn't it, mean anything. I mean, it really right out of anything. my mouth. I wasn't going to say underwear, but I, I was going to say Olympics. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's but, all, yeah. all it is. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cam and I were bitching about this yesterday. Why do we have these guys you know, running the uh, the forty yard dash, but they're doing it without mm-hmm. pads and without a football? Mm-hmm. Would it make more sense to have them in pads and with a football in their hands? Yeah, you know, yeah. for a running back, that's the heard a running back's generally going to have a football in his hands. Without it, means he probably fumbled the ball. All right, so I I, I don't want to get it. I don't care how fast he can run. You know, in you know his uh, what is on his Under Armour. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, how uh, most of it's just more testing athleticism than anything else. I think Mark Schlereth puts it perfectly. If you want follow him on Twitter, and former uh, football player, you know, played forever, uh, won uh, mm-hmm. three Super Bowls, and he goes, you know what? Everything they test you for at the combine, you'll never ever do again. If it was so important, you'd be doing it in training camp. Right, mm-hmm. he'd be doing all you know, you don't do any of this ever again. So the only thing it's really testing is your athleticism. How you know, how high can you jump? Well, that's nice. You know, uh, now granted, I was interested in uh, what the final measurements would be as far as Kyler Murray's height. Right. He came in at five. And his hand ten plus. <laughs> right. Your hand, hand size is also big. You're right. I mean, yes. we laugh yeah, about yeah. that, but hand size, and that makes sense because you got to grip a football. And yeah. you know, I have I have small hands, man. Trying to grip in a, a football. Even I used to have a gun for an arm, but I had, I had trouble with the football, uh, mm-hmm. an NFL football. It's hard to get your hand around that. So uh, it is important. I get that. Plus, in bad weather, 
rain. If you have small hands, well, that ball's going to slide sure. out. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I get that. Uh, and I get size of quarterback, too. Even 5'10 is probably about the minimum, you know, that uh, coaches would go for. You know, I think that's about the minimum coaches would go for. Anything less, I don't, I don't think I had a chance. But 5'10 plus, it was either 1'8 or 3'8, I forget which. Uh, probably puts a lot of this, uh, about a lot of the worry to bed. I think he does get drafted. I think he's going number one overall. I think the hype is starting to build up now. I'm not yeah, so sure who it's going to be. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I think the Cardinals want to take him if they can get rid of Rosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. they can get some, and some kind of value for Rosen. There's been rumors that he they have been talking, I think the Redskins, but uh, you know, who knows? And yeah, I think Matthew Berry, who's a Redskin fan, posted yeah. that yesterday. He uh, he wouldn't mind getting Rosen, especially if the price is right. Yeah. Uh, I think he said he'd rather get Rosen than Antonio Brown. Uh, Brown's been mm. uh, talks about going to Washington as well, which makes all the sense in the world. Doesn't doesn't matter who your great wide receiver is if you don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you got to get right. a quarterback there. But I think uh, I do, like you just mentioned. I think Murray's going to Arizona. We know Kingsbury loves him. He's already mm-hmm. said before he became coach that he would take him number one overall. So he. Uh, and listen, even if they can't trade Rosen, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league, Joe. If you truly yeah. believe, truly believe that Murray is that guy, he's that, that guy that's going to be your quarterback for the next 10, 15 years, going to be a Hall of Famer, you know, whatever, then you draft the number one overall anyway, even though you got, mm. you know, uh, uh, Rosen last year. You still do it. You know, I do think you should be able to trade Rosen. You hope for a number one. And Washington with the 15th overall pick makes some sense. Then you get mm-hmm. your 15th overall. You get Murray here, so you get some value for Rosen. I'm good with that. Rosen was drafted, I believe, 10th overall last year. So it wasn't like he was the number one pick. So uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Him. <laughs> According to him. <laughs> Every other pick uh, was, a, was a mistake. Well, it's interesting that Rosen took down all his uh, Cardinals-related uh, posts or pictures of him in Cardinals stuff uh, off his Instagram, at least. Yeah, I haven't checked it, but I read did that he? he did that. So, yeah. That's, that's wow, that's interesting. So, yeah, yeah. What, is, what does maybe, he know? <laughs> uh, maybe he's been uh, told. But, I mean, let's say if they do keep him, aren't able to trade him, and then pick uh, Kyler Murray uh, number one overall, uh, then do you have a, uh, a controversy in camp, like who's going to be your starter? Right, because at least Rosen has a little bit of experience. You know, I could, I could get it why the Cardinals are considering this, because Rosen's not their guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he... he you were drafted by the former previous, regime. Yeah, right. the, exactly. Yes. Right. So. We, we see that a lot in football, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Kingsbury didn't draft Rosen. Maybe he hated Rosen in college. Maybe he thought this guy sucked. You know, I don't know, man. He may he may love Rosen, but we know he loves Murray. So I I don't think there'd be much of a quarterback controversy. I think if they draft Murray one overall, guess who your quarterback mm-hmm. is? Yeah, I think I think it's Murray. Uh it's an interesting situation because you want to get as much value out of Rosen as possible. But if you draft Murray, he's going to get all the reps, or most of the reps. He's going to get most of the playing time. You wouldn't see Rosen, right? You really wouldn't see Rosen over than a uh, in training camp. And you mm-hmm. also had no one giving you a number one pick in training camp for Rosen. So they have to trade him. Probably, I don't think they'd be able to do it prior to the draft. I don't. But I think if they take Murray number one, I think then they start working the phones. And who do you work it with? And you go down the list. San Fran, no. Jets, no. Raiders? Raiders have three number one picks, Joe. Yeah, yes. The Raiders aren't going to give you the fourth. They're not going to give you the fourth overall for them. They're not. But they have three number one picks. Maybe you can get 20, 24 or 27 out of them for it. And mm-hmm. it's assuming they're, they're lying to it. And by, by the way, I said this yesterday. I'll say it, I'll say it every, on every show. Everybody is lying right now. Everybody's yes. lying. Right. No one's telling you the truth because they all think they can't tell the truth because I got to make, make these guys think I'm taking this guy instead of this guy so they don't trade up and get all this other crap. You know, and are they lying about Derek Carr being their franchise quarterback? That's the game you're playing there. Well, they have you to know, say they, that they, he is. Yeah. Right. They have to. They have no choice. You build up Carr's <laughs> yeah. confidence. But if they don't believe, well, then 27 and 24 is certainly in play to get someone like Rosen. Is Bruce mm-hmm. Arians lying at number five about believing in Winston? Now, personally, I don't think he is. I think he does want to give Winston one more shot, but I'm not mm-hmm. positive. And they have it. a history together, you know. The Giants aren't, aren't going to give up number six or Rosen. I, I'd be shocked. The, the way, just the way Gettleman thinks, he's not going to do that. Uh, I suppose Jacksonville could be in play if they don't get Nick Foles, you mm-hmm. know, in free agency, but I expect them to get Foles. Stafford, no. Uh, Detroit, no. Buffalo, no. How about Denver at 10? <laughs> what does John Elway think? He's been wrong on everybody else. 
Right. You know, so maybe he wants to give a go here. Cincinnati, Green Bay. Miami, I think, is playing for next year's quarterback class. So I think they're going to tank this year and to go for the uh, next year's quarterback class is deeper, better. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll play for that. And I'll say, then you get to Washington at 15. I think that's that, that's the team I think to watch because I think the 15th overall pick for a quarterback makes sense. Alex Smith is mm-hmm. more than likely not coming back this season. So you need a QB and you get a young one yes. to build around. Something Washington hasn't had in a while. So I think mm-hmm. Washington at 15 does make the most sense here as far as giving up the first pick for you know, Josh Rosen. You know, but it, right. this could also be a thing where Joe is. We know the Giants want to take a quarterback, right? At six, you're a Giant fan, right? Giants want a quarterback. You want Haskins? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I would. Yeah, I mean, obviously they they should be looking to take a quarterback, no doubt. Uh, I'm liking Haskins. I think he wants to be a Giant, but uh, and uh, you know he'd uh, sit behind Eli this year and kind of learn at his feet. I mean, I agree. You know. I agree. I think the Giants won Haskins. I think they'll take him at six. Here's my problem. Yeah, I don't think he lasts till six. That's the I, thing I think you got to trade. You, up, I think right? you got to trade. You got to trade up to get him. And mm-hmm. now, once again, you, you play the game again. All right, Murray. Murray goes number one to Arizona, so that takes the top quarterback off the board. Now mm-hmm. Haskins is next. The Giants could hope and pray that he'll last to six, but the Jets mm-hmm. have already let it be known. Hey. We got the third pick. We're up for business. The Jets want to recoup some of those picks they gave up last year for Donald. at three number twos. So a team that wants Haskins could trade ahead of the Giants. Yeah, you know, for, for giggles here, Murray goes one. Let's say Bosa goes two to San Fran. So now Haskins is on, pretty much on the board at three. Who wants him? Because who right. wants him? You know, and I think that's where it becomes interesting. Because another thing I believe here, let's just say for giggles, I don't know, uh, Denver trades up. They trade up and they grab uh, Haskins at three. Okay? Now with Giants left in the cold here. So are some, so are some other teams that may have wanted Haskins. Rosen right. becomes in play again. You know, okay, we can't get this guy. The quarterback draft is uh, is light after that. Okay, we'll trade for Rosen. This is where the Cardinals have to play a game here of when right. do they have the most leverage? When can they get the most? So I, th- I, say, I think the Jets at three is the team. It won't be the Jets. But I think that's the slot Haskins is going in. Mm-hmm. Haskins is going to go number three to a team that trades into it. And uh, the Jets have also let it be known, hey, we'll trade with the Giants too. Smart. Right. And I think that, mm-hmm. that is smart. Letting people, you know, just because you're uh, playing the same stadium, you're, you're not even really – I don't even know why the Giants are rivals, by the way. You're playing different conferences for crying out loud. You play once every <laughs> four years. It doesn't make any sense. So it's why just that back page on the paper, right? Yeah, you that's exactly what it is. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Oh my God, Haskins mm-hmm. ends up being a uh, you know a Hall of Famer. The Jets traded uh, a yeah. chance to you know all that kind of crap. If Haskins you takes know. the Giants to the Super Bowl before uh, Donald takes the Jets to the Super Bowl, the Jets will never uh, hear the end of it. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. You're you're 100 percent correct. That's how these. Mm-hmm. Been, I think it's idiotic. The Giants were to offer the mm-hmm. best deal, and I'm the Jets GM. I'm doing that deal in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. They offer me the best trade, and I like the trade. That's also the key. I like the trade. If I don't like the trade, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'll keep the pick and make a. Uh, you know, we'll pick whoever I'm going to pick, a defensive lineman, because this is a, uh, a heavy defensive lineman draft. But I, I think it's going to be – this is why the draft is so much fun, Joe. You know, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not really a college football guy, but the draft is, is – a, it's a season unto itself. It's yes. a season. Yeah, it, absolutely. There's so And that's many how football keeps itself relevant all year long. We've been saying it uh, week after week after week. Hey, and you know what? I, I like Haskins. Done it for one year. So I'm not totally 100% sold on him. I mean, Drew Locke is somebody that, that could uh, – some people t- – Say that he could fit right in in terms of uh, be a quarterback, uh, an NFL pro-ready quarterback. But we'll talk more football in the next hour. Continue talk a little fantasy baseball as well. You listen to Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.